0: Welcome back you guys and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Model SC Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Perkins. Let's get into it. Okay you guys, so it's story time. So let me try to paint a sort of background scene image in your minds right now. So... I'm finishing up in Pivot Point, I have my child at this time, she is about almost one and a half. I have the love of my life, I know at some point in time, you know, we're going to need to move in together and we have nothing. I need to get a job, like I need to get a job and get my life together, right? So basically, before I was even done with Pivot Point, I was job hunting. What I did was I basically did up my resume, I listed out every service that I could possibly offer, I researched for a bunch of spas in the, let's say, Woodbrook and like Port of Spain area. That was my target market, I guess I kind of grew familiar with the area because I was going to Pivot Point and I was already in Port of Spain. Which, looking back now, I don't understand why I did that, because it was a really challenging time. I was, I would have to get up on a morning and travel with my daughter. Well, first I would walk out to the bus route, get a maxi, drop her off to daycare, then I would get another maxi and go all the way down to Port of Spain, just in the nick of time, walk from City Gates all the way to the corner of what is this queen and whatever that street is where the park it is to go to pivot point and i needed to be there by 8 a.m so i don't know what made me think that going to work in port was a good idea i did not have a vehicle and i would need to do the same traveling situation basically which was not easy because i had my bag i had her i had her baby bag and all these things at the same time right so i went job hunting and basically i would go into these spas and just i had my resume printed i would put it in an envelope um i think i i can't i remember photocopying my certificate but i think that was only afterwards maybe with these spas that called me in for interviews i can't remember clearly you guys but i do remember copying my certificate at that point in time I was still in Pivot Point because I remember going for interviews at these places while I was still at Pivot Point. So I would finish at 12 and I would book interviews for like 1 p.m. I really needed to get my life together. Not that it was in a hot mess or anything, but this is... Some people might hate me for this. Some of you estheticians, maybe some of y'all who even message the page and reach out to me like this. but. I really cannot get it or relate at all when people message me on the house of aesthetics page to say, are you looking for any workers? Are they for nail tech? Are they any space for people to work here? Are they any openings? Like, is this how you apply for a job? I literally remember the, I, the exact outfit that I wore when I was going to approach I didn't have an appointment or anything. I just literally, I remember I wore black trousers. I wore a turquoise blouse and the a bright sort of like orange heels. My husband, well, boyfriend at the time, we weren't married yet, borrowed his aunt's car and drove me around in this teeter because he was so supportive for me to go from spa to spa to spa and drop resumes off. And I walked in there and I said, "G'day, I'm just coming in to drop my resume off. At no point in time did I ever say, are they looking funny workers? That's just not the way. Like I could never understand why some people think that that's appropriate. No matter how small you think a business is, you do not ever, ever assume that It's not a big deal or this person is going to be down to earth or whatever. If you apply for the job and you go in for the interview and you realize, hey, this is a real chill situation and this person is really down to earth, then so be it. But you approaching me like that, you're telling me that you have no respect for me. You have no respect for my business and no respect for anything that I have accomplished. You see this as not a big deal, right? This is your approach. So tell me... Why in God's name would I even think to hire you? But it gets better. I'll post on the page and I'll say, okay, there is an opening. Email your cover letter on your resume to so-and-so email. Please clearly list what services you can offer. I literally had someone apply and send me their resume stating that they were applying for the position of a dental assistant and this is to show you how much people don't care. I would say cover letter and resume, and the reason why is because the resume usually would list out your educational background and stuff like that, your experience. And on your cover letter, you have a chance to tell me about you. And then you also have a chance to tell me about what services you can offer. This gives me a better idea if you are going to be a suitable candidate for this position, especially when I'm receiving two dozen emails. So when you, as the quote-unquote applicant, do nothing to basically make yourself stand out in a positive way, I have no interest whatsoever in taking your application into consideration because you've shown me that you cannot follow instructions. Because if I ask you for two documents and you send me one, one of which is done poorly, in my opinion, there's no excuse. And you know why? We live in an age where technology is at your fingertips. If you do not know what a cover letter is and what needs to be put in a cover letter, you simply Google cover letter. And there it will be laid out for you what to put on a cover letter. So I know some people are going to hate me for this and think I'm so harsh and all of this, but I've been to some difficult interviews to get a job in a spa. Like I've been to some hard ones and I think of myself as a hard person. So this is one of the main reasons why I have not gotten into teaching because I'm not going to settle or lower my standard to meet other people's requirements, right? I don't believe in giving people things that they don't work for. And I see that happen way too many times and it just disgusts me. So if I am doing a course, you can bet your bottom dollar it's not going to be a two-day course where you do absolutely nothing and walk away with a certificate to tell people that you were certified by the House of Aesthetics or by Brittany Pickens because all I have to myself is my name and I'm not about to slander it over doing a fly-by-night course to please people. And I, I'm just not going to do it. So like I said, there is absolutely no excuse for you to, for you to approach someone like that, no matter how small you think a business is. I take my job very seriously. I take my work very seriously. I take how I deal with clients very seriously. Like, I'm serious. I'm a serious person. I like to laugh and I like to have a good time, and I do consider myself down to earth. But when it comes to work, I take that very seriously. And I'm insulted when people reach out to me like that. If you've done it in the past, or if you plan on doing it, don't do it. Moving on. So, Coming down to the end of pivot point, I had my interviews and everything set up, so I went in. One of these spas really stood out to me. And I want you guys to remember how, quote unquote, green I am in the industry. I know nothing. This is my first experience being in the west of Trinidad Tobago, as ridiculous as it sounds. Think back, this is like almost, how many years now? Like, let's say this is like about seven Seven or six and a half years ago, when I just just started. So, the culture is different on that side, right? The way that the spas are is not the way that the spas are in the East, not considering the House of Aesthetics, because you guys know we try to be the best that we could be. And one of these spas that we're really interested in was like really fancy or bougie or high end, however you want to put it. So, I did go in for the interview. I did other interviews as well, but I was successful and I did get the job in this spa. I'm not going to call the name of the spa, okay? And I started working there, obviously being like really excited. Aside from the fact that I was working for like, let's say I was working for like, I can't remember exactly, let's say $3,500 for the month. So I I was working for 3500 By the time they had the deductions, I was going home with just over $3,000. And then we you're supposed to get paid like a commission on your services. Now these services for this high-end spa is quite expensive. So obviously, you don't expect a high commission when services are really, really expensive. Because I mean... A high end spa means more expense. Like the place doesn't just look that way just by chance. Like they have a lot to pay for. I'm sure the rent was really expensive, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. So let's say my commission, I had a small commission, it was 5% commission on all the services that I did. And it didn't make the biggest difference <laughs> with my salary. I distinctly remember one month, I made $4,000, right? Um, it was challenging because while I was at this spa, I was there for almost a year, um, you know, I was, I was saving practically my whole salary because I was living with my mom and I didn't have anything to pay for. My husband, boyfriend at the time, was working as well and he basically would pay for like the diapers and wipes and stuff for Brielle at that point in time. I didn't really have anything to pay for, so I saved practically all of my money because we made up our mind that we didn't want to take anything on higher purchase and we would need to get everything. So when we moved in together, we were able to buy a stove, we bought a fridge, Um, we did not have a couch, so what we did is we had a blanket that we laid on the floor And we didn't have a TV either, but we did have a MacBook Pro that my boyfriend at the time had that his dad bought him when he was going to Reuter QE. So if we wanted to watch TV, we had to do it on the MacBook Pro, on the blanket, on the floor. Um, The bed that we had was an old bed and well, the crib that we had was the crib that we had when I was by my mom, right? This was a one-bedroom apartment. Um and it was really small. At the point in time, we didn't realize how small it was because we were just so excited to be making that move. Little by little, we were able to get more things, but I started to realize like how hard it was to just really move up on such a small salary considering that we already had one child and like the daycare fees, like there really wasn't much wiggle room. And I was constantly budgeting, like all the time. I would literally, staple receipts from everything that i bought in a book and i was always calculating and i found that that was really strange um one good thing about working here though i would say one life-changing aspect was a really amazing friend that i made now this friend is a friend that i met in pivot point but at that point in time when we went pivot point we really weren't that close and we happened to work in the same spa and now we are really close friends. And this is, one of those, this is one of those things that I feel like happened for a reason. Like one of the benefits that I gained from working in this place. And you'll hear why I say that in a few minutes. Now, this is a really hard story for me to tell you guys. You'll see why in a few minutes. So after working here for some time, I started to, I'm big on energy and I realized that the energy was really different from what I expected it to be in this particular spa. And this was just evidence of like, you know, don't judge your book by its cover kind of situation because it really was completely different on the inside. I felt the heaviest, heaviest energy when I would reach to work in the morning, like I, I didn't look forward to going to work anymore, and it was really scary because you know I needed my job, and it wasn't like I had the option to not work because I now have responsibility of you know rent and I have my child and a house up hold and like we're trying to do things together, you know. So once again, I went job hunting while still having my um job at this spa and i decided it would be easier for me to get a job in a spa that was in the east because we were living in five rivers at the time so i did go on these interviews and i did take a recommendation from my very good friend about a spa in woodbrook that she thinks would be good and that the lady was looking for someone and I did go on this interview and it was well and all was successful all that was left for me to do was to give my notice and tender my resignation which I did not do I was probably just kind of hesitant because you know this is my first job and all of that let's get straight to the point one morning I come to work um Now, keep in mind the person who owns this spa is not someone who actually works in the spa. We had like a spa manager, receptionist, and all of that. So the actual owner was not someone who was there on a day-to-day basis. When she was there, you would see her vehicle outside when you're walking in. So this morning, I did see her vehicle outside. I came in, you know, um, she was supposed to be getting a service done and I was supposed to be doing one of her services. So I go in. Almost immediately, one of the girls come up to me and she says, so-and-so is not going to do this service anymore, the specific service that I was supposed to do. So I said, oh, okay, no problem. And when she was finished with the other service that she was having done with one of the other girls, she called me into, did she call me into the staff room? I can't remember. Not the staff room, this office, which is quite an open space. It's not quite secluded at all. And began to publicly embarrass me in front of the staff. Um, I remember specifically one of the things that she said was that I don't tell her good morning. Right? Picture this. Me. This is my first job like this. And I am like shit bricks, literally. Because in my mind, she is so above me, like on another level that I literally feel like I cannot speak to this person, right? I can't speak to this lady and I cannot just approach her to say good morning and interrupt her service. Like, who am I, right? This is literally me every day. So unless I'm the right there like and I'm, I'm, like I have to speak to her, I won't just go up to her and be like, good morning, so-and-so, how are you? Because I have gotten scolded from doing that just to clients who, like, return to do services a second time, like, for just laughing and, like, having a good moment with them. And I felt like it was out of place for me to just go up and speak to her without being um, asked to, basically. So here I am being publicly embarrassed. And she also accused me of, you know taken clients from her spa now put two and two together this is a very high-end spa like i said i am not calling any names and i live in a one-bedroom apartment in five rivers with no ac in an apartment complex that i literally use my dining room table which is so small we eventually got a dining room table to do people's manicures. I have people sit on my couch to do pedicures. I clear out the space to pull out a massage bed if I need to do like a wax or something like that, right? Which uh, before that I used to wax people on my own bed in my bedroom. What client <laughs> is leaving the comfort of this spa to come in my one bedroom apartment to sweat and get a service done, right? which is all the way in Five Rivers. Nevertheless, she continued to publicly embarrass me. And the staff that was outside stood looking at me and I immediately felt betrayed because I realized that this was something that was planned by them because I could see the looks on their faces and whatever information she, quote unquote, thinks that she had, they obviously played a part in it. Now, the one person who I would say I was on really good terms with and has a really level head, like she and I are still good friends up until this day, she was down in the back of the staff room, so she had no idea what was happening in front here. This lady grabbed me by my forearm and looked at me and said, I want you to tender your resignation right now. And I mean... We were bound by contract in this establishment. So I knew immediately that if I tendered my resignation, that would be in her favor because she wouldn't have to pay me um, anything, basically, because it would be me. And I told her, no, I said, I'm not going to tender resignation, even though... I am I'm, don't want you guys to think that I was being strong at this moment. I was in shambles. I'm pretty sure tears were already running out of my eye because imagine I was completely blindsided. I did not expect that. So she asked me to tender my resignation, and I refused to. And then she threatened to blacklist me throughout all these spas in Trinidad and Tobago. This is her threat. And I'm like, what? I'm like, who the hell this lady is like? I'm in shambles, like, I'm trying to keep it together, and she fired me, right there, I was fired from my first job as an esthetician, I literally have goosebumps right now, I was fired from my first job as an esthetician, and, I mean, tears are coming to my eyes right now, and I'll tell you guys why, when I look back at this, I blame myself for letting this happen, I mean, I tried to tell this story in such a way that you guys could really understand why. I laid the path out for myself to achieve something better. And I did everything up until the last step, which was just to tender my resignation and put in two weeks notice so that I could go start a new job. And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So... This was God's way of forcing me out of this situation that he knew I was not supposed to be in. And this is what happens when you literally do not, I'm a spiritual person, when you literally do not listen to the promptings of these spirits, and I did not. I honestly did not. I did everything that I was supposed to do. I went on those interviews. I had a job right there in my hands, and I didn't take it, and I didn't tender my resignation. So I left there. Um, she even threatened to call security for me because when I went into the staff room to get my things, I told the other girl, who I explained before was, you know, a very level head. And she literally came outside, like, what? Like, you cannot fire Brittany, you know? Like, it was a rough situation because, you know, I was kind of helping out in so many aspects because they were short staff at the front desk. I'm not going to say why because it's not my story to tell. I'm just here to tell my part. I was working reception. I was still doing my job. And, like, it just wasn't good enough, you know. But I just set myself up for that. I should have been gone long before. There were so many red flags too many times. And I chose to stay. And I was completely blindsided. And I had to suffer because of it. So I left there. You know, I tried to call... Um, I called my husband, explained to him what was happening. Like I felt like it was just a TV show. Like me calling my husband to tell him that I during the time I was at a spies when we got married, right? So I felt as though I feel like I was on a show, like it just wasn't real life, you know? I think I was literally somewhere close to Independence Square. I almost didn't even know what to do with myself. And I just remember sitting somewhere. And calling on the phone to say that I, lo- I I was fired. And immediately when I came off the phone with him, I called the other place that I already got the job at. And I said, hi, can I start tomorrow? And she goes, sure. And this was like, this was such, I mean, this is a messed up situation, right? This is show you guys like I literally had this job and all I had to do was stand that resignation. I didn't do it. I literally didn't do it, right? When I tell you, this place had the heaviest energy. It was so depressing going every day, but I had to, you know? And when the opportunity came, when I could have left and I didn't do it, God was like, here, what will you do? Want to listen while well, you learn the hard way? You're going to get fired. And I did get fired. So I called and she's like, yeah, you could start tomorrow. And she didn't ask me what happened, and in the moment, being emotional and stupid, this is my new boss I'm talking to, and I just told her I got fired from the previous job. Tell me, that wouldn't be the biggest red flag of her. She never even questioned me coming to work there. And I mean, this lady and I are like the best friends now, right? I love her to death. Um, I mean, I could share her name. Her name is Nisha, because I have nothing bad to say about her, right? Nisha, I love you um and she took me in literally the next day you guys I did not suffer one bit one bit besides that emotional trauma that I went through just being fired and I just started my new job the next day <laughs> right and I mean I know that that won't be the case for everyone but I think it was just really stupid of me not to follow through with what I had already planned, which was to get a new job. And had I done that, I wouldn't have had to deal with the whole getting fired and all of that. And let me tell you, when I went to this new spa, to say that it was night and day was an understatement. I remember coming in and seeing a girl in Converse sneakers with a leggings, like With like slashes on the side, and I was like, What is this? Like, this is work attire. Like, I could never get away with this. But everyone was just so down to earth, happy. Like, they would laugh and have conversations with the clients, and it was like such a happy place for me to be in. I can't speak for everybody else, but I truly, truly loved working there. Like, I loved it. Like, I'm not just saying that. I truly loved it, and I felt just a a breath of fresh air. It was such a different experience, and I really enjoyed it. I felt as though I needed it, like I needed that break from just being so uptight and wondering if I laughed too loud with a client, if I like get in trouble, and I just was so happy with the fact that I was there in this new job. Not to mention that I made what I would have made in one month working at the old spa. In two weeks, working at the new spa. I was able to just move up in life, literally. I remember, you know... We got a new apartment, um, I did end up having a second baby, which came a while after. I also was able to, of course together with my husband, purchase our first car which was a Nissan B14 and that car was just good old faithful, I had it for a long time. I also got my daughter into a preschool that was really close by, so that made life easier for me. I also was able to work shorter hours because like in the other spa, we would work until like 6 p.m. on Saturdays and like if I had to like go to like an activity or a dinner or something at church, like I would literally be changing in work to rush and go there. Like I had more time for me and more time for life and I didn't. No part of my life I feel like was suffering. Like I was happy with my work. I was happy with the environment that I was in. I was learning and I was growing. And it was truly a lovely experience. And I enjoyed being there so much. And, you know, this is just to show you guys, you know, so many of us work in these environments where we are just unhappy. And when I tell you, I think when I look back, that was like the poorest quality my life has ever been getting up every day and going to a place that has like the heaviest energy and the vibe is just off like I could I I can't imagine like doing that my whole life and I listen to people saying that you know they've been in these jobs that they're unhappy for for so long and that's really really sad the fact that you're living your life and you feel unfulfilled and you feel happy and I truly pray that I. I mean, I know everyone's situation is different, and I really know that the job market now is difficult. It's difficult with COVID nineteen and the pandemic, but I hope and pray that you guys could come out of that situation one day. You know, but don't give up. You need to put that work in. Nobody is going to do this work for you at all. Like you have to figure it out. You really, really do have to figure it out on your own. And I think that this is one of the major problems with young people these days, most young people. You guys want very clean and clear-cut answers to every single question and I cannot stand it because I have estheticians that would message me and ask me, and I don't like to say that they're dumb questions, but sometimes you guys ask me really dumb questions and I am just aggravated. You know why? Because I never had someone to do that for me. I literally had to do the research and do the work for myself. If I had a question, do my research. Use Google. Use something. like You can talk to people and you can ask them questions, but sometimes the answer is literally right in front of your face and you're not seeing it. I literally had somebody Message me right after I posted a photo on my story of the dermaplaning blade and ask me what brand is this right when it says there, Swan Morton. If you even just Google dermaplaning blade, Swan Morton is the only thing that is going to come up. But you mean to tell me that you're that lazy. It's just easy for you to message me and say, hey, what blade is this? What scalpel is this? Right? Not even blade, because I could tell you, okay, it's a 10 hour, but you're just like, what scalpel? What brand? Like, you cannot be so lazy and expect to accomplish anything in life. It is That is absurd to me. Put your big girl panties on, literally, if you don't have a pair, buy a pair, find a pair, borrow a pair, and get up and do the work yourself. Nobody's gonna do this for you. It doesn't work like that. And unfortunately, in this country, there's not much we learn in school or wherever in university i didn't go to like ue or anything like that but there is a lot that you're not gonna learn that you're just gonna have to figure it out on your own right and it breaks my heart when you guys go and do these fly-by-night two-day courses and you're coming in my inbox to ask me all of these questions it is absolutely disgusting that the person that you just paid your money to cannot answer these questions for you and it's unacceptable and I will not take my time to educate you to that extent for free because sometimes the things that you're asking me is it's a bit overboard and if you paid money to someone for them to train you and provide a certain level of education you need to have that ongoing support from them you should be able to reach out to that person who trained you and say hey this is a problem that I have been encountering how do I deal with it the fact that a person who quote unquote trained you cannot provide that support for you is a huge red flag it's a red flag and i get it i know that some people literally can't afford to do full courses and our options and internet that are really limited but it's unacceptable you know so you guys please try to be better try to do your research do your research the internet is like i mean i don't want to call that research because you know we don't want to use terms so loose at this time but Find your own information and be very careful what you ask people because nobody is just going to tell you and be an open book like that and give you everything. Don't ask me where to buy a Hydro jelly mask and which mask I like best. It's a Hydro jelly mask. If you're really an esthetician, you'd understand it's only so much it does for the face. Don't come and tell me which one to buy after I tell you where to go and get it or if ask me if I like this one and all of this nonsense. No, when you've asked enough. Like <laughs> you'll get a certain amount of information for free. It's fine. And I'm not saying don't reach out to me, but I'm just saying don't be lazy. I'm not gonna do the work for you. You need to do work, you need to do that work for yourself. And with that said, I'm gonna end it there. This podcast, you guys, this was a really hard one for me to share with you guys but I thought long and hard about it and I really wanted to share this with you guys. This is all part of my journey in aesthetics. I was fired from my first job as an aesthetician. That is a real true story and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my tragedy. Take care for now. Bye.